Hey, beard lovers! Before we get started today, just wanted to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you! We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it! Um, well, within reason. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash baconandeggs. And consider checking out some of the great reward tiers we've got set up over there, or making a donation of any kind. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone, so if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything goes a long way. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. And subscribe to Wheezy Waiter. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're coming to you live from Earth. And the largest moon of Saturn. So grab your infinity gauntlet. And embarrass your friends in front of the wizards. Because we've got a special guest today. For Avengers Infinity War. Our guest today is none other than Wheezy Waiter himself. You just heard him on the intro, and now you're going to hear him again. Welcome to the show, Wheezy. Who are you? What do you do? Hey, I'm... I'm... Wheezy Waiter, also Craig Benzine to my parents. Uh, I make videos on YouTube. I've been making them for 10 years, and I I make explosions happen. I make clones of myself. I talk about the news sometimes. I kind of kind of done a little bit of every kind of YouTube video you can do besides the you know the bad ones. On that subject, but, I wanted to thank you very much for sending your mute podcast clone last week to do our our Avengers predictions he was great he really stole the show yeah he's always the best legitimately he took my audio files it was terrifying oh oh yeah yeah he hates audio he hates it so he has to get rid of it oh man it's it's so good to have you on here thank you for coming and joining us here on bacon and eggs uh before we dive into everything we're just going to run down a little bit of the stats on this movie that we got here avengers infinity war as you guys know it was released on april 27th 2018 that was five whole days ago as of recording yeah and it had a budget it's actually unclear, but it's somewhere between three and four hundred million dollars, making it the most expensive movie ever made. To, oh, to really? clarify that, to clarify Whoa. that, it's because they can't—they're not sure yet exactly how much of the money had been used for this and how much of it is being used to fill the next part. It's essentially one giant budget they're filling them back to back, so it's a little bit up in the air right now. Um, in the- but this was definitely more expensive than the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you're correct? I believe so. I believe okay. so. I be- when the chips all finally fall, I think it will be the most expensive movie ever made. Whoa! I didn't know that. I had no idea. That makes sense, though. Makes a lot of sense. A lot yeah, of star power. At, at least three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, Paul Bettany alone has got to cost what one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Y- yes, I, yes. I think you're overinflating Paul Bettany a little bit. <laughs> it's as if Marvel it, didn't want to screw up this movie. Weird. It's, it really yeah, is. They kind of like gave it the whole thing, and it worked because this is the biggest movie ever made already. It's, I mean, it's the biggest opening weekend of all time. Yeah, yeah. It destroyed with it's so far. I guess now it's over, but two hundred fifty-seven point six million dollars domestic opening weekend, which beat The Force Awakens, and it also did. I think six hundred thirty-seven worldwide. Six hundred thirty-seven which... worldwide. It had the second best Friday ever behind um, The Force Awakens, the best Saturday ever, and the best Sunday ever. And I th- and it. I think it made like $80 million today when I checked at like 5 o'clock. And it, it just, just did not yet release in China, which yeah. is the, the it money. It still hasn't come out in China. So, so that's amazing. Well, some somebody's getting real rich off this. That's great. Yeah, we're talking about a heavy hitter here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did people like it? Uh, people really liked it. Uh, critics are sort of a mixed bag. I got an 84% critic rating and a 92% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Um, I think we're going to see the audience number raise and the critic number drop as time goes really why do you um, think the critic number is going to drop 
Well, it opened at 90, which is already an indication that there are issues with it, and I think that there is a specific plot point that is going to eat it alive that we'll get to when we get to the spoiler section of the review. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is one of those movies where it's so big and it's so exciting and everybody's so excited about it. There's going to be people that hate it just to hate it, and they're going to write yeah. articles about why they hate it just to hate it. And, and we can actually reflect that. We have a negative review that Ethan can read um, up here in just a minute that... I think is part of the reason why critics are going to be able to come down on it and and they just want to hate it to hate it but I think it was excellent and I would have rated it higher than 84 or 92. Yeah, uh, I'm personally. I'm actually surprised that critics don't like it more. I, well, I, granted, this is this is a as a Rotten Tomato score, so it's just it's not a perfect metric by any means of what true. critics actually thought of it. It's just saying that eighty four percent of critics gave it a favorable review, so that could be anything six or better. Right, and that could mean that eighty four percent of critics gave it a perfect ten, but it does, we don't know that. Right, yeah. unless you right. read all the reviews. <laughs> Which is time-consuming because there are several hundred <laughs> listed on Rotten Tomatoes. And we're too busy making podcasts. Right. Correct. That's true. <laughs> yes. Oh, and yeah. by the way, got a 68 on Metacritic, which is generally just harsh on all movies that aren't Citizen Kane. So. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm not sure why we include that meta- metric, but I think it's I important. I just did it the know. first week, and we haven't stopped. I think we're going to keep doing it's it. It's just then. remained on the I'm script. <laughs> um, so, Ethan, do you have a positive review for this movie? There's a bunch of them out there. You, or a negative review. I'm sorry. I have a negative review for this movie. Real quick. Um, and this is a review that kind of went viral after the movie came out. It's a little snippet from Richard Brody of The New Yorker, and he says, Avengers Infinity War would make little sense in the absence of its pack of predecessors. Its characters aren't introduced, they just show up, and their behavior is entirely defined by the template set for them in other movies. Not only does Avengers Infinity War presume that viewers have seen all the preceding films in the Marvel series, but worse, it presumes that they've thought about them afterward. And to Richard Brody, I would like to ask a simple question. Bruh, have you ever seen a sequel to anything? (laughs) Also... Have you ever thought about a character after you saw a movie? Yeah, like, yeah. especially with like a group of memorable characters like this. Here's what I think happened to Richard Brody is he went into the theater and he was like, you know what? I bet they don't introduce the characters extremely well. And I bet that if you haven't seen all the other movies, this is going to be kind of hard to follow, even though he's seen them all, right? Yeah. I, he's like, he's placing that in his mind. He's already written the review before it started, is how this reads to me. Well, I think uh, he should, I, th- I feel like that is maybe the, I'm, I'm normally pretty critical, and I, I don't normally love a movie as much as I am going to love this movie throughout this podcast, <laughs> but, uh, but I think he... The only criticism I could possibly give this movie is that is that is that it relies a lot on the previous movies. But I don't even think that's a criticism. I mean, th- that's just what this movie is, you know. Right. I think if anything, that's a that's a call for praise. Is that like the characters have carried so well from their individual worlds, and now when they interact, all of their motivations and everything pretty much remain the same. Yeah. And I and mean, you know, because and characters showing up without having to explain who they are, I think, is a good thing. I think that that allows you to just like jump right into the action. Keeps and the no, pace it doesn't. Un- it doesn't introduce them, but it gives you enough of a story that you can follow it regardless. Yeah, I mean, right. well, like I would... Captain America grew a beard. <laughs> it would. I, I guess I would have to talk to someone who hasn't seen any Marvel movie, who's been living in a bubble, who knows nothing about this, so, who watched it. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, and I, I was just thinking about this: is it's no different than Star Wars: A New Hope, in that it starts with a scene of a spaceship under fire and goes from there. Yeah, could like, see and, that. And you get you get the characters, you get the introduction through the conflict. That's true. I mean, I guess you do spend a little more time with Luke learning who he is. Oh, for sure, Han, for sure. But, but it's it's like there's been 18 movies. It's been 10 years. Like w- one of these movies has come out every six months or less for the last 10 years. 
I guess I guess what what Mr. Brody wanted was just for John Terry to come in and be like previously on Lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean even though I mean I I think I assume I don't know because I've seen all the movies but I it seems to me that you could enjoy this movie if you've not seen all the other movies. I think the, well, and the actual conflict within the movie, the main conflict of the Infinity Stones, is explained very well by Doctor Strange in the movie. Yeah, yeah it definitely has this exposition moment. And, and like, yeah. my wife has only seen a handful of the Marvel films, and she gets, you know, proximity knowledge from being around me, but she went into it, and she's seen maybe, like, Guardians 1, mm-hmm. maybe one other, and she loved it. She thought it was really good. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got hilarious moments that right. if you don't understand the context, they're still funny. And if you want to get yeah. the whole thing, you need to have seen pretty much all of Phase Three of Marvel, the movies that came out after Age of Ultron. You need to have seen Black Panther, the second Ethan. Guardians movie. You need to have seen Ragnarok. Um, but it's like you can get it without it. It's not a huge deal. It does not the end of the world. Yeah, you know, it's right. still a it's still a movie. Like. I don't know. It's no different than any other sequel. <laughs> well, and it's even like like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming didn't have like an origin story. I mean, you get to learn about Peter and the crap that he goes through on a day-to-day basis, but there wasn't like a... How did you become Spider-Man? Right. Anything like that, yeah. Yeah, it... it... I guess we don't agree with this guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I guess that's, and that's what I'm That was the whole reason I brought up this negative review, this specific one, is to call this dude out for this yeah. statement in, in specific. It's like, I, yes, I, it's a sequel. It's a sequel to 18 movies. Yeah, I feel like, I guess I assume this is what most of the negative reviews would sound like, is that they're... They're kind of talking about how it relies on previous movies. It's a, and maybe they're just going into it with the baggage that it's just a big budget, full, full blown, uh, the next comic book movie, another comic book movie. Like, and maybe they're just, they're sick of them, you know? You know what's crazy is I, I don't even a little bit have that frustration with going to the movie theater. Like I am just as I am more excited for the new comic book movies yeah. than I am for than I've ever been. Well, I'm more excited for the new Marvel movies in particular. Maybe not all comic book movies, but uh, well, yeah, we should probably clarify that those, <laughs> uh, those DC movies suck. And like <laughs> well, the MCU yeah. even had its moments where it was kind of like the dark days, and they were a little bit of a slog, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the 2012 to 2015 type era, and they were all mm-hmm. just kind of dark. And the Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and it was all a little bit different, and it's just been fun since then. Yeah. Well, this movie is very dark <laughs> but yes uh, yeah no uh, this, this movie is not a playful romp through marvel but yeah well i guess a part a bunch of it is but then it really blindsides you uh and that's that actually made it so that's what made it so good for me but, oh, oh yeah no. is is the ending and we will certainly get <laughs> to the ending I, I imagine pretty soon after we're off the chains with the spoilers we are going to do a part of this spoiler free and kind of talk about the movie what we thought about it as a movie what we did like about it what we didn't like about it and then we'll get into the actual meat and potatoes of the whole thing which is you mean the bacon and eggs of the whole thing yeah the bacon and eggs I, of the whole thing i can make that joke because I'm, I'm not a part of this podcast uh, all the time so you totally can okay. you can make that joke whenever you I'm want i'm gonna make it four more times in this podcast. i had just never you, you that can... had never even crossed my mind to say that <laughs> oh, i've been thinking about the best way to make turn meat and potatoes into bacon and eggs since we started this thing <laughs> uh, i think the, now, the, the there's your answer right staring you in the face is just to go for it Right, just just do it, right? <laughs> um, so real quick with our positive review. This is the top positive review on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's from James Crute. Like, I am Groot, but with a C. Yeah. Uh, he works for stuff.co.nz, which I guess is New Zealand. Um, One would think. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna do a haka or anything through this, but uh, or, or even an accent. This is just going to be an, just gonna, English, you an American accent. You don't want to read it in a Korg voice? <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, he says it's a two and a half hour thrill ride with plenty of action, laughs, and potential for tearing up. 
directing duo Anthony and Joe Russo have done an amazing job of shoehorning Marvel's myriad of superheroes into a coherent tale. 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, I would, uh, I agree with everything he said except, um, except the 4.5. I'd give it a 5. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah uh, th- that's the thing is like 4.5 seems like you're leaving room for something. Yeah. What right. are you leaving room for? What? Yeah. Particularly it's, it's, like the the fact that he, he said they they were he was able to they were able to weave together this whatever the quote was from the from the review this giant tale. The uh, the I am shocked at how well they pulled it together. I'm I'm so shocked at how well they oh. took all those characters and made it work. That is a hard job. I was fully prepared for this movie to suck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was I was not not looking forward to it. I wasn't you know expecting it, but I was prepared for me to go in there and be like, eh. Now <laughs> I, I want to ask a follow up question to that, Ethan. Did you go in because I very intentionally went in with a certain set of expectations, not about the content or anything, but like of uh, how good do I think this is going to be? And I went in personally with the highest expectations. (laughs) Like, I am going to be ultra critical. I think this is going to be amazing. And if it's not, I'm going to be very upset. Did you have the same experience or did you go in with low expectations? Like, I don't know, it might suck. Who knows? I just kind of went in nervous because like, I didn't know what it was going to happen. And I was, we made predictions on the show and I was wrong. We were way wrong. Ooh, (laughs) Nelly, I was wrong. And I think everyone was. I, nobody saw this movie coming. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say. And if you did, you're probably lying. Like you could have <laughs> gotten part of it. You're not. You, there's no way you got all of it. Yeah. I went. In, I think Craig? I went. In, I went in. I think I went into it with pretty high expectations because I went. I saw it on. I think Saturday. So I already saw kind of how the reviews were and some hype on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and I liked the trailer. I, I watched the trailer and I was I was pretty excited. Like I liked the first, uh, particularly the first Avengers I liked a lot. Second one I, I liked a little less, but I, I still liked it. So I expected it to be at least as good as that. And that was pretty darn good. So, so I was... I was I went into it uh, with kind of high expectations and it surpassed them by like, hugely surpassed them. And I think uh, also, yeah, I don't think you could predict what actually how it how everything went down like I, I, f- I feel like the way that that story went I've not seen ever in a comic book movie or any no, kind of no. standard standard Hollywood you know well, story that's, that's <laughs> the great thing about it is it's like yes they're saying that that the next one that comes out Avengers 4 is not Infinity War Part 2 but this is half a movie uh, yeah, I, do, I disagree I disagree I disagree that this is half a movie well it, it ends on a it's at least it's a solid part one to another story I guess what it comes sure. to because it, I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't really end well I, I mean, I I, I I can't really say without getting into spoilers what I what I think. Yeah, I know. I keep but, I keep dragging us to this point that, that we need to not yeah. be yet. But the, the, yeah, uh, the fact of it is, these movies have just been getting better and better over the years. I mean, we rank all of our movies on the show, and all we've ranked all the Marvel movies. And I mean, four of our top five were made after 2016 or 2016 mm-hmm. and later. What what are, so. what were your top five? Our top five right now on the show are Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, um, Iron Man, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Civil War. In that order, top five okay. Marvel movies. Okay. So uh, that, that, that kind of gives you a baseline of what you're right playing now. with as far as what we've decided are good Marvel movies. Um, yeah. Wait, did you you not mention Guardians? Guardians you is didn't... the next on that list. Okay. So number. Yeah, I would I would put it above for sure above Spider-Man and Civil War for me personally. Um. Uh. Maybe even Winter Soldier. I think I liked better than Civil War. A lot of people do. That was a. Yeah. That was definitely when we we were we rated uh we rated Winter Soldier pretty low actually, and that was a mm-hmm. huge bone of contention amongst our fans and the Marvel <laughs> crowd in general. As there was a yeah. lot of people that were like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, I really liked Winter Soldier. I like it, it. That one surprised me probably the most out of well, bes- besides Infinity War, I guess. But yeah, Infinity War, I, like 
it just doesn't make any sense. And, and on the the Winter Soldier thing, to me, it's kind of like Hamilton. Like I, I understand, <laughs> I comprehend that everybody loves it. <laughs> I I do not know why. I cannot figure it out. <laughs> I actually only saw it once, and when it was in the theater, so it's been a while. But from what I remember, like the f- second third act of the, especially the third act, but like the second act. It starts to become this really cool action movie that had nothing to do with superheroes to me. It felt like it was just this really well-done action movie. And that's what a lot then, of people say about it is it's almost like yeah. a Bond movie. Yeah, and uh, but I was that I was fully into. Like I was I I did not care that the the superhero aspect of it kind of went away. And also the the conflict at the actually the conflict at the end was very similar to Infinity War. The like the the idea behind what Thanos is plotting and everything. Um, but I don't want to get into spoilers. So <laughs> as far as, as far as winter soldier goes, I mean, I can, I can tell you straight up that I was just not, especially when I watched it this time, I was not sold on Bucky Barnes. I was not sold on the relationship between Steve and Bucky. And I know that I'm totally alone in that. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Like I am acknowledging the fact that people live and die for Sebastian Stan and Bucky Barnes and, and go on Tumblr sometime. It's a terrifying place filled with, <laughs> with Stephen Bucky drawings and stories that I don't ever want to look at again, but <laughs> talking about Stucky. Yeah, I'm talking about some Stucky. Some see that that some... aspect of it. Like I didn't. I don't even really remember. Like uh, Steve, uh, Captain America and Bucky to me aren't aren't my favorite by far. Like of any of the Avengers, but I don't know for some reason that plot just really worked for me. No, for sure, and it works for a lot of people. A lot of mm-hmm. people. Like there, most people I would say have it in their top three, if not their number one Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So just to kind of uh, shift a little bit back to the expectations point. Um, oh yeah, that's how I got started on this. Is I was saying you gotta have high expectations for it because the last few have been so good. Right. Yeah. And to me, the only like comparison I can imagine to this movie, and I've said this a few times on Twitter, and I've seen it from a lot of people who share my interests is that this was like empire strikes back only we get to experience it i said the same thing t- i said the same thing to my wife I, I i i told i said it's the empire strikes back of the series like it was it just it blows your mind in that way i guess if you if you don't know what happens in empire strikes back before you see it like right yeah. right and it's like like i walked out of the theater thinking one day i'll have kids and i'll get the joy of showing my kids this movie. <laughs> I felt the same way. I felt the same way. I was like, man, future generations are going to look at that one and say, holy crap, man. Mm-hmm. That one's good. I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like reviews, like the way it's being reviewed now, it's pretty high. It's positive. But I think it's going to grow over time. I think I think history is going to look back on this movie as like a very, a very important one. I will refrain on commenting on that until I see number four, Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it being better. Can't imagine. Uh, you, no, but, well, just w- mostly what I mean is, is this gonna be made better or worse by the sequel? Oh, is yeah, the sequel well, gonna help? Well, sequel, because whether or not they want to say it's gonna be a part two, like it is going to be a direct sequel to this movie, and and yeah. several movies that come between it, but it is going I'm to sure be a direct sequel to this movie. There are things that will happen in the fourth one that I'm sure will kind of negate or make less powerful the things that happen in this one, but I, like, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, well. I, um, again, to get back, I do think it's a complete movie, but I don't want to explain why until we get into spoilers. But uh, I think it's for uh, it's for other reasons besides those key plot elements that happen at the end of the movie. Well, I tell you what, we're getting right to the uh, the point in our recording where I think we can open up the uh, the spoiler section. So what I want to do to introduce that, well, first I need to know: Would you recommend this movie to a friend who has not yet seen it? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Do you think this is a good jumping off point for somebody who's never seen a single Marvel movie? I think it would be okay. I think it would be okay. I think they'd be fine, yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think they would enjoy it more if they had seen other Marvel movies. Oh, for sure. I don't know. They yeah. they might sob less. Um, <laughs> yes. Shoop. Perfect. Uh, We're now in Spoilerville. Okay. So what I want to do to introduce the spoiler section is just for each of us to take a few seconds and just react to the end of the movie as though we were still sitting in the theater and there wasn't a bunch of families around us and we could have said whatever we were really feeling and just just get it out. Oh, I'll tell you straight up. There was a family sitting next to me uh, and they, I mean, they had an older child. I literally looked at the the group of people I was with and just said, the f*** was that? What the f*** just happened? Did I just watch Spider-Man die with my own eyes? Right. I... I was by myself. I saw the movie by myself uh, mm-hmm. for this podcast, actually, because I, pro- I have a baby and I couldn't go with my family because we have a newborn, pretty much. Right. So uh, my thoughts were, uh, oh, my God, my heart, <laughs> basically. How could they do this? Yeah. Like, it was this sinking deep dread in my gut. Like, that's pretty much it. And I loved it. I, <laughs> I, I It was the ex- exact same for me. I was like, what the... <laughs> I'm like, it's not over. Right? It's not. There's no way it's over. There's no it's, possible it, way this movie it, is right. over right possibly now. Right. Possibly be over. Right. And then, and then, literally, it was like, do you remember in middle school when that like first girlfriend broke up with you and like your heart sank for like a week straight? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still there. And I watched yeah. the world's like, longest credits. The world's longest credits, sitting there waiting for the end credit scene. Plus, plus, I really had to go to the bathroom, so. That was same because I just sat of... for two and a half hours. That went by yeah. like that. Yeah. That was that. I think it was the shortest movie I've ever watched. And then the post-credit scene was also. It just it made you feel even worse. <laughs> I, it made we, we around here at Bacon and Eggs dislike Maria Hill, so I felt okay oh, yeah, about so that. That was an awesome moment. Okay. Okay. All right. We, why do we you take a, why do you dislike Maria Hill? Oh, she just didn't add anything to Avengers One whatsoever. She yeah, was just there. True. I could see that. I mean, I guess I I could un- I don't see how anyone could be a huge fan, but to me she was just so minor that it didn't matter. But yeah, I get I get you. That's the thing is like everything about that movie mattered. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So oh, you were man. glad that so that ending was hap- made you happy? A, a little bit. Well, I didn't want Nick Fury <laughs> I didn't to want die. Nick Fury to die. And I didn't get it cuz I had no idea what the Captain Marvel logo looked like because I'm a bad podcaster. Oh, no, and I didn't get I it was, either. I was just like, "Oh, okay, so he called Captain America, who's still there." <laughs> yeah. I was sitting next to Derek Knabenbauer, who uh, has been on this show uh, and is a is a big comic book reader, and he was just like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> as soon as the Captain Marvel logo showed up on the screen, and I was like, I, "Okay, I guess that's I, a good thing." I was with my band. We actually were we were on tour, and we saw this like as a group before we went and played a show. And the singer in my band is a huge, huge, huge Spider-Man fan. He carries around like a Spider-Man wallet. He has a Spider. Spider-Man blanket, and it's just super, super, super into Spider-Man. I just kind of looked at him, and he was just sitting there staring at the screen, not oh looking God. at anywhere else. <laughs> I uh, So that symbol at the end, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it was something. It meant something that I didn't know, and I was I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to look that up later. Uh, but the uh, Spider-Man, the death scene. He improvised uh, that scene. Tom Holland did uh, not have a script for that scene. Joel Russo looked at him and said, okay, your motivation here is Spider-Man... Uh, Peter Parker does not want to die. That's it. That was the was, that was the most heart wrenching scene of any Marvel movie I've ever seen. There was no line there. The Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. I don't want to go. Was just yeah. him. And he was I like, mean, "Do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like they were sitting there 
and this is something that this is the reason I don't make movie trailers. I feel like if I was making the movie trailer for this movie, I would have gotten to that part and I would have been like, "We've got to use that." Just that line <laughs> of dialogue. Which like, which Mr. line? Stark, I don't feel so like oh. the Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Oh yeah, I could see that, but that might be getting too close to spoiler. But not really, I guess. I yeah. Hate, oh, I'm glad they didn't. I hate trailers. I'll be well, honest. Well, it also kind of depends on the tone of the trailer. That trailer, the trailer was much more about. These, look at all the characters that are in this, and here's some funny parts, basically. Right, and I thought the trailers for this movie were great, because they didn't give yeah. anything away. Right, they were great. Like, nothing you didn't well, already was actually Like, one... you know Thanos is going to be in it, you know he's going to be the villain, you know everybody else is going to be there, and that's all the trailer yeah. told you, was like, hey, by the way, here's a date for it. Well, yeah. and they also did a really good job, and this is something we actually got right in our predictions uh, podcast, was that Disney loves to do this thing where they'll show you a scene in the trailer, but it's, like, displaced from where it actually is in the movie, or just isn't in the movie. Yeah. Like that that popular shot from the trailer where they're all running and Hulk is in there. Like that didn't happen. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that Disney misdirect. <laughs> yeah, they do that a lot. Like there's a, a really popular one from Thor Ragnarok where uh, Hela breaks the hammer. It's like in a city, like in the middle of like a city block or a city alleyway or something. Um, but, you know, when it gets to the movie, obviously it's it's in a field in Norway. Huh. So I don't know. Just just something to point out there. That is interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots and lots of people uh uh, supposedly die at the end of this movie. Um, a lot of people are saying the cornflake people aren't really dead. You know. Well, yeah, the... and I, I kind of, I think I believe that because if you look at what movies are coming out, uh, right, and what, that's what, what... that's what I hate about the whole Marvel thing is like they give too much away with the releases and the release dates, and like you know, there's more movies coming out, and like. Well, I was gonna go. I was gonna go back to why I think this movie still, regardless of how it ends, how. It feels like it's incomplete in some way. Uh, it still feels like a full movie to me. Like, yeah, these people these people uh, get whisked away in their, their cornflake way that they get whisked away, and then they, uh, and we're, we're sort of kind of left to assume that they're gone, they're gone forever. So Thanos eliminated half the universe. 50, yeah, 50% uh, of the universe. Yeah. Uh, With the snap of his fingers. Yeah, probably in the next movie, a lot of them are going to come back, and so, maybe at the end, I don't know. But regardless, to me, it's still a great standalone movie. In the end, you feel this terrible dread. And most movies don't, most comic book movies don't end that way. uh, Or most movies in general don't end that way. Um, And so it makes you think that there's going to be more. But I think the main character of this movie is Thanos. And it's like his, his story arc is the arc of the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that is a complete story. I feel like he had, he just was trying to do a thing. And he suffered the consequences. He had to kill something he loved. Um, and then in the end, he he did it. And then he sits down and he looks at the sunrise or sunset, sunset, and he smiles. And that's the end of the movie. And uh, I feel like the, this is just a complete story all about Thanos. And I think... I think Marvel has a... Like, yeah, we know that there's upcoming movies. And we know that, like... More likely than not, they're not going to replace all these characters with their, like, descendants, quote-unquote. Like, yeah, they've introduced Miles Morales as Donald Glover's nephew, and they've introduced Wong as Doctor Strange's, you know, next person, and they've introduced all sorts of characters that can be the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you know, that's just sort of the name of a team of just people that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've got all these introductions made, but I think what Marvel has an opportunity to do here is... Not only, like, even if they do come back in the next movie, we have to go through a year of our lives where they're dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, a year of our uh, lives and two other movies. Yeah. And two other movies. That's I love it. And, I love it. And I think what Marvel can do is they can turn the knife, right? <laughs> I think what they can do is they can release the next Avengers movie where it's the classic Avengers against Thanos 
and they kill Thanos. And at the end of that movie, everybody is not brought back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can happen further down the line than that to me. That would be, that would that, be, a, that would be a cool uh, switcheroo or chair, like way to mess with people um right and that's you know that's the the stabbing feeling i want yeah is, I, I would love for them to extend it as much as they could right um, it's to go through a whole another year of marvel where t'challa is still dead yeah but there's no way that they're gonna permanently kill spider-man or black or, panther or black yeah. panther yeah either of them yeah yeah like you can uh, get away with with scarlet witch being dead you can get away with dr strange being dead you can get away yeah. with plenty of them being dead you're not gonna yeah. kill t'challa permanently you're not gonna kill spider-man permanently just like that's just bad business. You know, you know, well, yeah, because but you know who they could kill permanently. I saw, I saw a theory about how the fourth movie could be about this, where the the core Avengers basically save everybody, but in order to save them, they yeah, kill, they all at die at the cost of their own lives. Yeah, yeah, and you, th- you, they could have. You, you got to think that's what's coming next. Yeah, and that makes sense because at, they've already milked those characters right. as much at as they could. At the very least, at the very least, for Tony Stark and for Nebula. Yeah, you got to yeah, think from that the, from the comic perspective. They will just, and especially from Tony hitting so hard on that we don't trade lives thing yeah makes sense well and and uh steve hit on that as well um you know with the we're not going to kill vision right even though like there were so many opportunities in this movie like a lot of people come back to that star lord point where it's like they almost had the glove off and then peter starts hitting him because he killed gamora but like they like vision is a computer you should have killed him right away if you knew that that was an option right but could you know but could he like, have turned back time anyway i don't know i don't <laughs> know how far back the time stone works yeah i don't either but I, I mean i guess i would assume maybe he could have i feel like at, at that point he was so so powerful he was yeah, he's on, got he was, he's got the reality stone he's got the power stone he's got the time stone and he's got the mind stone yeah right. no 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 soul the soul stone. stone not the mind stone he yeah, needed the mind stone vision. i think maybe he could have turned back time anyway uh but but then again i don't know but i guess apparently he could have been killed because he said to Thor, "You should have gone from ahead." That was another close call. <laughs> uh, oh man, there was a yeah. there was a little kid sitting in front of me, maybe eight years old, who and I as, as soon as the movie hands, he goes, "Even I know to aim for the head." <laughs> that kid plays enough Borderlands. Exactly. That's, I'm like, that's a little that disturbing. Kid, that kid's playing some Fortnite. <laughs> Some yeah. Call of Duty, something like that, that he, he knows. But that was hilarious to me. I want to I want to propose something to you guys here, real quick. Okay. Give me one reason why Thanos is not the greatest Marvel villain ever on screen. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I I think I could come to defend Loki or Ego or Killmonger. I think those are your three options. I would say Killmonger is the only competitor because he's the only other one where you really feel for the guy. Oh, yeah. I think Killmonger was the trial run for Thanos. Yeah. Uh, It's like, can we make these guys believe the villain? Yeah. Well, I think Thanos, to me, he's hands down the best. And maybe he's one of the best villains of all time of anything. And And I think it's partially because this movie, to me, is a story all about him. It's completely devoted to him. And Right. And we, 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 we are put... It's like we're almost put into the, his perspective the whole movie. Like he's justifying the whole movie is like justifying what trying to justify what he's doing basically. Well, and it works is the thing because it plays into such a basic human fear of and they're constantly telling us that we're running out of ozone, like we're using up the fossil fuels, we're exhausting our resources on this planet. And that is a a very realistic human fear that people all over the world have and that they're playing on here. That Thanos is concerned about the fate of the galaxy. He's trying to help the universe survive. In his eyes, he's trying to help, but in the process, he's also yeah, he's murdering doing, half the universe. Yeah, being terrible, like any like any you know ruthless dictator. Right, but he's <laughs> convincing about it. You you sit there and you yeah. think about it and you're just kind of like, I get that I'm supposed to disagree. I know that. <laughs> 
but they're making it hard. Yeah, and that's what's what's why he's such a good villain. And they they did have a couple like just a reminder: this guy's a bad guy. Moments, um, and I think the first of which is that he did not have to kill Heimdall or Loki. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for that. He's already decimated half of Asgard. No, he's still a murderer. So there's no, well, I think... Right, he's still just a cold-blooded murderer. I, I, I do think he had more than more reason than just killing Loki. Like, I, I feel like Loki was a threat, kind of. Like, he felt like he could, he could trick him at some point. Well, I think he so, clearly knew that, out, maybe outside of Thor, that Loki was his biggest threat. Yeah. Because clear, um, clearly we see that Thor is his biggest threat. Yeah. That's one of my... I'm just going to piggyback off of that. that. That's one of my favorite things about this movie, is that they didn't nerf any of the characters or make it seem like... You know, Captain America was as strong as Thor. They were like, Thor is an actual god, is by far the most valuable member of this team, <laughs> and, like, could kill Thanos. Right, yeah. because Thor used to be an even match with some of them back when he was learning. He first got the hammer. He didn't have the power. And then he had the, he had the hammer, but not the power. And now he has the power and the axe. Yeah, and he, ju- he just didn't go for the head. Yeah, because he's Thor. But, he should have gone for the arm. But that's what, a testament to how good this movie is. Like, he didn't go for the head. They barely didn't get the gauntlet off. And I think about that still. Like, after watching the movie, I'm like, they would have just got that gauntlet. Oh! Right. And you could totally yeah. just write it off as being like, oh, that's a plot device. That's how movies work. Yeah. But it's like it makes you believe it. I mean, it was this well, was and, ten years leading up to this, and I was gritting my teeth. I was like, "Oh, get it!" You know. <laughs> and and what's great is that like it shows that you can get the gauntlet off. That it's not yeah. glued to his hand. You know, because I was sort of under the impression watching it that like once they started trying to pull the gauntlet off, there would be like, "Okay, it doesn't come off." Yeah. Kind of moment. Yeah. You know, and and to me, what that shows is like, yeah, it, you can get it off if you hold him down. Yeah. Yeah. And but but only certain mind. people can wield it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened after they got it off? <laughs> but uh, but still, like it was like, oh, it was one of the most frustrating moments I've ever had watching a movie. I was, oh, I still, I'm still frustrated. <laughs> so what's your take on the Star Lord thing? Because that's like the that's the hot button issue here. The, yeah, that's the tweet that comes out. It's a, it's Star Lord's fault or. You know, Andy Dwyer killed the Avengers, or <laughs> well, you know. I think I think it, um, I think it, it's you know it's kind of true that he his his passion is what's what uh, caused caused them to fail. But it's also the same woman, the passion that Thanos has that allowed that to happen. He's the one who killed her, um, right? And I don't know, I it's it tie it's all tied into me, but with like the story arc of Thanos because he's he had to kill her to get. The, the the soul stone in the first place so i don't blame don't blame andy dwyer i guess I, I still think it's all on thanos yeah i i agree with you and i also think that that wasn't the only moment where they could have killed thanos like hmm. you know thor has a reasonable moment there towards the end uh scarlet witch is strong enough to have killed thanos if the comics are to, be, to be believed um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm missing something here because i'm pretty sure that thanos beat the living crap out of everybody without the stone like yeah they get the gauntlet off and he just gets it back like i don't think starler doing anything changes anything it's possible I mean, although he... although he he beat the crap out of um Hulk with the gauntlet on, though, right? Right, right but, but the like, gauntlet you can was tell just, when he's using the yeah, stones. Yeah, the gauntlet, he wasn't using the stones. The gauntlet was just a glove. And yeah, I mean, a metal well, glove is going to hurt but, more than more than a fist, but, but Hulk but what, is negative. But what were the stones? What were the stones on the glove? What Which stones were they? When he hit... At that moment, it was uh, power and uh, mind, I guess? No, not mind. No. Uh, what is the Tesseract? Oh, no, he didn't he have didn't a Tesseract, tesseract yet. yet. That was just yeah, power. Well, power. Well, power is is power. I, I feel like... It. How, you, how do you know that? I mean, it seems like because power would give him strength. 
Am I wrong that when he uses the stones, they, they glow that color? It, I mean, it might be like a... I mean, I don't um, know this for sure, obviously. Like, I, I have no idea, mm. but... Right. It might be like a, while you're wearing the glove with the power stone, you are just right. inherently more powerful. But I, I can't That's kind of what I assumed. I can't believe that he wouldn't be able to just get the glove back and finish the job. Like, yeah. there's got to be a yeah. different possible. way to beat him. It's possible, but, I mean, I guess that was the only hope at that point. <laughs> oh, so. for sure. Yeah. I'm am ju- just coming to Star Lord's defense, and that like I don't necessarily think that would have changed anything. Maybe not. Well, you got to think about like what powers does moving forward are the heroes that are going to be introduced. Like what powers do they have that we haven't already seen? Mm-hmm. Like Thor's still there, obviously, as well as the OG um, Avengers. But then there's also going to be you know the powers of Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Ant Man, Hawkeye. Uh, like what are they going to bring to the table that isn't already as far, there? As far as I understand, well, Captain Marvel's very powerful. But uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye, maybe not as much. But I mean, I think I, I think there's a real chance that Ant-Man is going to get some insane power in this movie he's got coming out. But I don't know. But also, I mean, I guess he doesn't necessarily. He's powerful in a different way. He could, he could, he uh, he just well, he I, could get. Yeah. I saw one tweet that was just, and this was great. This movie laugh a lot. It was like, man, if Scott Lang was there, he could have just shrunk up real small, climbed inside Thanos's ear, and then gotten real big and exploded his head. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> I think I think likely what would happen in that situation is that Scott Lang would just explode. Probably, uh, but Scott I, I, Thanos' skull. I feel like Scott Lang would be okay with that. No, I mean I think he would. Ex- I think you mean oh, he would and, explode and, and without not killing burst him. The skull right. because he's got the 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 power stone. Who right. knows? I just that that yeah, one made me that one made me laugh out loud. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a good one. Y'all screwed yeah. up not getting Scott Lang in this. <laughs> which Has, and I thought that was kind of a cop out was not having him in there. <laughs> I wonder how powerful Thanos is without the power stone though. That's a good it's a good question. He's a tough dude, but I think like I think he is a bit of a glass cannon. Like if it teaches us anything, he's a tough glass cannon, but like, you know, Tony Stark built that suit in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah. <laughs> and he made Thanos bleed. Like Thanos can bleed, yeah. So I think if like a, a and you know well, Thor, yeah, stabs Thor put him. a hole in his chest, yeah. right? So I think if you get a hero Thor caliber or stronger, yeah. I think you've got a fair fight for Thanos. What's the state of the gauntlet now and the stones now? Like he, they're the gauntlet they're, looked pretty pretty f-ed up when they finished <laughs> that movie. Yeah, uh, like it seems like it seems like they did a number on it. So yeah. I don't think we've seen the last of of Peter Dinklage. Oh. Oh, you think he's gonna go back and fix it? Well, he so he made it originally. Atri made it originally, right? Like that was the yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if Thanos is gonna go fix it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past somebody else going and building a new one to yeah, mix. to unfuck up reality. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some way that they're going to have to reverse things. Um, right. Which is kind of disappointing to me. After after I saw the movie and I felt this horrible dread and I'm like, wow, Marvel just, they had the balls <laughs> to to just go to take this really far yeah. and make it really dark. And then I read about how the movies that are coming out and how the, these, the people who get whisked away at the end are probably not dead. And I was like... Right, was and, what, and there's definitely open doors for them to come back. Like, yeah. Um, do you think you think Gamora's coming back? I think Gamora's the question mark. Yeah, I think Gamora's yeah. the question mark. I, I would Loki's, say Loki's dead. Probably. Loki's pretty well dead. I yeah. think Loki doesn't mind being dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's faked his death before, though, so that they've always got that door open. If Tom Hiddleston's like, you know what? But even even Thor was. I could use some work. Yeah. <laughs> even Thor was like, he's been dead before. This has happened, but 
I don't know about this time. Yeah. Like, Good he, accent, by the he's way. He's pretty freaking dead. Uh, yeah, Gamora. <laughs> what do you think of Gamora's uh, the question? The, the, yeah. What do you think of the interactions between uh, Quill and Thor? Uh, oh yeah, I guess I liked the interactions between everyone, <laughs> pretty much. But like, uh, Qu- uh, Quill and Thor was it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, yeah, that's. That was the one thing that I thought the movie did. Well, it did so many things amazingly well. Like the Russo brothers are geniuses, well, but like they kept. I was new laughing. Thor is the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, new Thor was a smart move. Absolutely. Uh, Ragnarok Thor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not Dark World um, Thor. Thor that has been the lone wolf that went and searched for Infinity Stones for two years in the galaxy, didn't find any, and has been through that whole trial and tribulation on um planet Planet Hulk. What is it called? Um, Sakar. Ah, that doesn't even sound familiar to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I love that movie. I've seen that movie like f- six times. <laughs> and you didn't remember. And I didn't remember. Yeah. No, it's not a memorable yeah. name, apparently. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've i only seen it once, but I loved it. It was great. But yeah, so we've got the, the Thor that, that went through that whole that, that whole thing. And he his interaction with Peter and with the Guardians, especially Rocket, cracked mm-hmm. me up. It was a great comic relief in a very, very heavy movie. Well, the entire... Well, most Marvel movies do this well, but... This movie just like throughout it was like every scene up until like the towards the end where it got really dreadful <laughs> was uh, like a balancing act of hilarious and exposition and every character having their moment like equally represented in every, and and somehow they made that all work. Yeah, the, I, it's, it's every just, character was able to shine in their own individual way here. Mhm. I think I think there's one character that we're gonna have to talk about, and and the way that they gave him his moment, what I thought was just brilliant, because he had a lot of serious moments in this movie. But when he looks at Stark and he says whatever he says, and then calls him a, <laughs> that's when Doctor Strange gets to do, like because we look at Doctor Strange, you know, he is a like a, yeah, right? totally. They both like, are. He's a total shirt head, right? <laughs> But um, you know, you you kind of forget that because he's got all these serious moments, and he's the one with the time stone and you know all that stuff. So when he said, <laughs> "That's when I knew they were keeping it true to the real character." Well, so a lot of characters yeah. gave their great their best performance in the series in this movie. Like I think Doctor Strange did. Uh, this yeah. is the best Tony we've seen in a long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, they apparently. Well, if you look at the writing credits, there are like fourteen writing credits for this movie because they consulted the writers of the previous movies for each character's moments. Well, apparently. that's cool. Yeah, uh, and they nailed somehow. This, I've written I've written scripts before. I've written scripts for like a, for pilots of web series or short films, and I'm pulling my hair out with a you know a script that's just like four or five characters, and it's like seven pages long, and I'm trying to make it all make sense, but not be boring, and and have all the exposition there, but not too much, and I mean, make every character all the, the story arcs work, and like they did this with like so many characters, scripts, with all, and everything on the line are just yeah. fascinating. I've, yeah. I've recently gotten weirdly into reading scripts, like, in the past two weeks. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this because I was, I was listening to your episode of Movied on the way home about Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I'm in a podcast called Movied with my friend Jake. We it's talk great. About you guys should definitely listen to it. Um, <laughs> everyone should definitely listen to it. It's awesome. They talk about movies. Uh, yeah. And and so I was listening to your episode about that, and I had just I just recently read the entire script for Ocean's Eleven, and <laughs> yeah. re- reading that script, I'm like, man, I could make this movie. Like, <laughs> I could 100 percent shoot this movie right now. Yeah. Because it's just such a fascinating thing that that how how they it comes together to make the movie. And I mean, you want to talk about a film that brings so many great characters together? Yeah. Ocean's Eleven yeah. was ambitious but, and amazing. Yeah, and it, it was ambitious, but yeah, this. Are you saying that the script was so good that you could shoot the movie? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is like. I read the I read the script. I'm like I can 100% see 
how this movie came together. Right. What was the line you read? It was like, Rusty looks oh, at the yeah, table. Rusty, bottle of Rusty water. looks at the poker table. There's a <laughs> bottle of f***ing water on a f***ing poker table. Written <laughs> yeah. in the script as like a direction for how Rusty looks at the poker table. Yeah, that's hilarious. I feel like, well, I don't want to get too sidetracked with Soderbergh, but I feel like, yeah, you could shoot the movie, but Soderbergh probably shot a better one. Oh, no, 100, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I'm not taking anything yeah. away from Steven. It's just like, and that's the yeah. same the same way I feel about this movie is like, this script had to have gone through so many drafts and so, like, the script for this movie has to be perfect. Yeah, they for, this for everything's film. riding on this movie. Every, it's all coming together and they, they have it has to be good. Or, or everything falls apart. Like, I would love to see the screenplay for this movie and just see what is written, what is not, what is improvised, what was want, written in the script. Yeah, earlier versions. Yeah. Well, I feel like at some point, at some point, they must have had some earlier versions of the of the script, and someone decided along the line. I think a couple things, or they, a couple people maybe have decided a couple things that probably made it all come together. To go back to what I said before, I think. They decided, let's make this story about Thanos. He's the main character. Let's begin with his what he's trying to do, and let's end with him succeeding. And like, I think that him succeeding is the groundbreaking thing in, the, in, the, in this. It's like, wow. You can absolutely not the bad guy won. that. The, the, the villain <laughs> wins this movie. Like, this is a superhero mm-hmm. movie where the villain wins. Yeah, it's amazing. He does 100% of what he succeeds to do, which is murder half the universe. Which is like the biggest, like the worst thing a villain could do. The worst thing that a villain ever tried to do. The biggest consequence (laughs) ever in any movie. (laughs) Yeah. And what's so mind-blowing about it is like, if if you try to put yourself in a place where he fails, right? Where the end of the movie thor just comes in and chops his arm off and then he dies like it would i would have been so disappointed well, yeah it's really like, all that and all it took was right. like yeah because because the story is about thanos so if 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 someone just comes in and stops him it's like that that person wasn't even a main character in the movie. It's Thanos is the main character. So right. it's like it's like out of right. nowhere. When that's the thing is like Stephen Strange straight up says there's one in 14 million options where they win and this is that one like them winning still includes Thanos winning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Doctor Strange must know what happens next is the, Oh, we're is... we're in the end game now. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he just evaporates and cuz he knows what's going to happen, he knows 100% what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I believe that they're going to be okay is because Doctor Strange was just like it. <laughs> I'll die for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, but you the- have you have to also remember that like there's also other foreshadowing that they're not dead, dead, and rather they are gone. If that makes sense, and yeah. I, I, I say that to bring this point up, in that Red Skull should have been dead, right? But he didn't. And the Tesseract sent him to, I could not for the life of me tell you the name of wherever he was hanging out. But you wonder if the if the Infinity Gauntlet didn't kill them, but instead transplanted them into like a different dimension or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably what happened. But, right. but the fact that like, so they were able to pull it off in a way that, yeah, we can all kind of assume, or we will after we watch the movie, that they're not really dead. But yet we still felt it. Like we really like they make you feel this like it's they make you watch Spider-Man die in Tony Stark's arms. Yeah, that is the hardest one. But like like the yeah, that scene makes you feel like they are all dead, even though they're probably not. And and just the way it sort of like slowly they slowly like wisp away and the the looks on their faces and it's all it's all kind of quiet and like uh, just just images and it's just like oh what's happening oh okay i'm gone now like it like it's such a weird 
way that they did it, and and it worked so well. Yeah, I felt like they could have like snapped back into like you know they he snaps his fingers, and then we get that like Voldemort at the or, or Dumbledore at the train station scene with him and Gamora. Yeah. They they could have come back and just like they're not there anymore. Yeah, like, you, you, we didn't have to see them disappear. Right. Well, and there's so uh, and and here's the other thing that we're we're missing is there's six Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Were, were all six of them collected? Yeah. They were. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was missing that. I guess four knuckles, the thumb, and then the thumb the is what I was, was missing. On. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's where the time stone went. Yeah. What are the stones again? It's power. It's uh, uh, reality. Yeah, it's space, mind, uh, power, reality, time, and soul. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's the thing is, like, maybe they're not dead, but they're gone into one of those. Like, obviously, the, the Red Skull was, was taken by the um, the Space Stone. Dormammu was taken by the Time Stone. Gamora was taken by the Soul Somebody, Stone. Uh, because, because Who did the Aether take? I don't know, but that's what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> uh, God knows where they are because they could be lost in space, they could be lost in time, they could be lost in reality. They could be lost in who the f- knows. Um, yeah, and that's the interesting thing is is the now that you bring up Red Skull, the quote from Red Skull, by the way, was not a a soul for a stone. It was a soul for a soul. That's why I don't think we've seen the last of Gamora. What do you, what, was to she, me, she's trapped in the Soul Stone. Yeah, I think she probably is. Yeah, because he straight that's, up says a soul for a soul. Which what a name drop though. With with him walking up and, and it being the Red Skull. <laughs> what a name drop. What a, a what a callback. That's so awesome. <laughs> that, like, I know. I mean, can you imagine if it was Obadiah? You would have been so mad. Because well, <laughs> even in Captain America 1, you felt like, oh, that wasn't the last I saw him. Mm-hmm. We even talked about it on the podcast. It was like, I mean, is that guy dead? They could bring him back if they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and they did. They did. And he's just the guardian yeah. of the Soul Stone for some reason, because that's where the Tesseract saw fit to put him. I just really like this movie, you guys. Oh, so good. <laughs> so It's so, so good, dude. Outside of Thanos, or, or, or maybe, I mean, you could say it's Thanos or not, but who, who was your favorite character in this movie? Oh, man. Mine? Yeah, uh, anybody's. Both of you. Uh, I have a least favorite. Who's your least favorite? The... I, uh, I didn't see the development. Well, Thunderbolt Ross, obviously, but outside of that. I mean, like, major I didn't characters. See th- Right, the development connection between the end of Civil War and now that Steve Rogers would be who Steve Rogers is in this movie. Like, to me, the end of Civil War didn't leave me thinking, like, man, he's going to have to go off on his own now and do his own thing and blah, 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 and he should probably grow a beard. And <laughs> Well, this the thing is, I just, this movie didn't particularly need Steve. Yeah, he was actually the, probably the one of the... Probably the most minor of the main characters in this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I just, I did not care for Steve. And I thought that it, as far as, it did so many things well. But in terms of underutilization, I was unimpressed with Steve's character. And I thought T'Challa did not have enough of a role. Those, I mean, if... If you were to beg for a complaint out of me, I think that's. Well, and I, I think that's say. okay with T'Challa because he just got a movie, and literally, I mean, I watched Infinity War and left the theater, and Black Panther was playing in the next theater. <laughs> like yeah, he just got a movie, so like I, I'm okay with the T'Challa we got because I didn't want another Black Panther right away. I didn't want like, oh, this is about T'Challa. You know, I think right. I think the. Probably the main reason for that is that they they were probably making these move those movies at the same time. They probably didn't even necessarily know when they started how the movie was going to end up. You know, right? Um, for sure, uh, for sure, hundred percent. I'm still I'm trying to think about my favorite character. It's hard because 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 I still see this movie as the main character being Thanos, and I would say he's my favorite character. That's what I mean. It's outside but, Thanos because I think yeah, Thanos, the, yeah. like clearly the best story arc belonged to Thanos, the most development, but like out of the Avengers, maybe all, Thor. Maybe I was Thor. I, I think Thor. Yeah, Thor's the only other one that really has like an arc. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Where he he has to go and like 
build right. a new he hammer. Goes and, and forges the forges the axe Stormbreaker with Atri, the guy who originally built Mjolnir. Mjolnir mm -hmm. in Norse mythology. Like that's a real thing. That's the dude's real name from the Norse mythology, which I always think is cool. I like Norse mythology. Yeah, I do. I think it's cool when they call back <laughs> to that. I, I, th that's something the Thor <laughs> movies have done very well. Um, and he has to go build this this axe from the heart of the dying star. They have to restart the forge, and it's this whole mm -hmm. group effort between like him and. Groot, like yeah. Team Groot, gets his moment. And, it's awesome, and and he and Rocket play really well together, and the whole thing with Peter, and he's just this. But he's still super confident Thor, even though his brother just died. And he's totally okay with it because he understands that like that's probably where Loki wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, I think Thor, Thor's story, whole story is interesting. It's one of the more interesting ones. Um, I would say the the people that have the biggest moments, the Star Lord uh, uh, failing at the plan moment was also a yeah. big moment. Um, mm -hmm. Where he where he he suddenly changes and is like really disturbed by Gamora's death. That was like that was shocking. Much like seeing Spider Man die was shocking because he's such a happy go lucky guy all the time. And then suddenly you see him like really take something hard, and it's like, geez, this movie's getting very serious. And I almost feel uh, like I almost yeah. feel like that was unwarranted. Like I didn't feel like he ever cared that much about Gamora. And that may be just because like Guardians Two wasn't all that great. But I really just yeah. never felt like he cared that much about Gamora. Well, that I, much. I like, like I think I th well I think that was always like that was always. Uh, I think he always did. He just couldn't admit it because he was such a silly guy. And so that, well, that yeah. that's what made that scene so powerful to me. It was like, oh, it's finally really coming out now. You know? Right, and I think it, it paralleled really well um, to the scene in Empire where Han's going into Carbonite. Yeah, where you know, like it almost it almost looks at that scene and says, "You could have done this," mm. because you know they've got the moment where he's there to shoot her on uh, nowhere. Yeah, and she says, "I love you," and he says, "I love you too." Instead, like, and it like, yeah, in that moment, you're watching Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, and, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a big one too. Star Lord's also got like quite an arc going on. Yeah, I felt like Iron Man, Star Lord, and Thor and Doctor Strange were really the protagonists here. We got some really yeah. great um, Tony in this movie. Yeah, some really yeah. old school I, Iron Man. Like he was really quippy and great. Yeah, and he was like he did. The I really, whole thing. I really. Pepper was yeah. back. I really liked to uh, yeah Tony Stark a lot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say his arc was as interesting. I feel like it was kind of the same as it's all, it always is, which is he, mm -hmm. he has to just fight the bad guys. Uh, but but he, his scenes and his dialogue and were amazing. And it was every time he was on screen, every time anyone was on screen, I was entertained. But like, he, yeah, for, and, and when he when he gives it his all after the plan fails was uh, and then almost dies uh, was a. Uh, also a great character moment. Man, the more we talk about it, the harder it is for me to decide who my favorite character is. Well, I think I think if they were to have titled this anything other than The Avengers, like if you were to say this is a... Like I think by titling it The Avengers, they're saying Age of Ultron should have been about Ultron, right? <laughs> yeah. Instead of... <laughs> Yeah. Instead of the team, instead of Tony Stark, right? Well, um, but I think what they're like, if you were to make it a characters movie, it would be Thor four because he, you know, it's like the second part to Ragnarok. It's like the the full circle of the retcon. I kind of disagree that, like, with that, honestly. I feel like that's it's close to that. I, I mean, if, I feel like you need more. You need more Thor for it to be Thor four. I don't know, man. If you're if but. you gotta tie, if you're gonna force to tie it to a different series, like a different movie, it's Doctor Strange two. Although I would make the argument that Guardians is a pretty pretty heavy, heavily represented. Here could, too. This is a better sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, like a hundred percent. This is the sequel Guardians of the Galaxy Two or Guardians of the Galaxy One deserved. The the fact well, that I mean, you could have 
The fact that we're arguing about this shows how awesomely balanced this movie is. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, right. if, if gun to my head, you had to put, like, a, this is another person's movie. Like, this is mm-hmm. Captain America 5 or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Iron Man 4 or whatever. Yeah. Well, and on the Guardians thing, like, you were saying this is a better sequel to Guardians 1. This is, like, they watched Guardians 2 and were like, you know, that Ego guy was pretty cool and he wanted to destroy pretty much the whole universe just like that. Let's yeah. give him a motive. Let's do that. Let's do that, but better, you know? Yeah, and and just you know, really delve deep into the the guy who's doing it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's just right. a sequel to all of the movies in Phase Three. It's a sequel to yeah. to Doctor Strange. It's a sequel to Ragnarok. It's a sequel to Guardians Two. It's a sequel to Black Panther. It's a sequel to Spider Man. Yeah, is Ant Man not Phase? No, Ant Man was the last of Phase Two. Really? Oh. Yeah, they they reversed it because the Ant-Man movies need to come out of just after the Avengers movies for some reason. Because he's going to keep cuz Scott Lang's going to keep not being in them. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the reason for that is. Well, like, you don't think Paul Rudd is like, "Oh no, 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 no. I'll work for you, but I won't do those movies." <laughs> well, I think it might just be the story, like what maybe some cuz Ant-Man's going to come out in this world, this post Thanos world, right? I think it is taking place pre-Thanos. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, and I do want to talk briefly. Have you seen the Ant-Man trailer? The one that came out today? Uh, no. I have not okay. either. Well, then we've... Oh, man, you guys are the worst. <laughs> uh, but I think I think what's going to happen in Ant-Man is, like, we'll get through the whole movie, and it might even be a post-credits thing, where he'll be talking to the Wasp, and one of them will just fade uh, away. Ah, yeah. Um, that would be cool. Or, like, Hank Pym you, will or something. So Ooh, I just got chills sure. thinking about that. Jesus Christ. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That would be. It seems to make a lot of sense. Are you sure though? You're sure it's pre? Uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, if you watch the the preview that came out today, yeah, it seems like like if half the world disappeared, there would be a much higher stakes. But they don't have any heroes helping them, so I have no idea. Uh, what um what uh what are the other movies? coming out just captain marvel just captain marvel Captain Marvel comes out a like a month and a half before the next avengers comes out the end of march and uh, avengers comes out the beginning of may i think captain marvel is going to be it's going to directly tie in uh, although i would guarantee it captain marvel takes <laughs> place in the 90s and from what i yeah. understand she doesn't age she's like superman yeah. so mm-hmm. i i would not be surprised at all if the the like post credit scene for captain marvel was the first scene of avengers 4 yeah well the uh, nick fury's sending her a page yeah or that's that's or, what i'm saying is like it's gonna tie directly <laughs> yeah. into that yeah this is a fun fact i don't know a lot of people don't know this brie larson also does not age she's actually oh, really? close to 90 years that old. makes yeah. sense yeah that's yeah. true I, she has she does look exactly the same as she did in scott pilgrim like 10 years ago you're right she does not age wow yeah that's actually that's really disturbing yeah that's the most disturbing thing we've talked about today yeah her her and keanu reeves should have like babies together does keanu reeves not he doesn't age either does he no he does not age no he grows did you he grows facial hair on and off to make him look like he's older but he's not actually older he's been around since like the 1700s oh my god wow that's like a confirmed fact that there are pictures of keanu reeves like paintings from like 1780 i think i saw one yeah at the chicago uh, art museum exactly yeah. uh, that's cool you live in chicago that's great yeah just name drop in my city although i don't act- right. i don't actually right now <laughs> i did for 12 years but i uh yeah you're, is, the, we're getting way off topic now your wikipedia page says you do not live in chicago what does it say it says you live in an undisclosed midwestern city <laughs> that's right that's absolutely right that's awesome that that the wiki because i i intentionally haven't said where i live so so it's good that the wikipedia page no one has found out yet nobody's right? found out yet <laughs> yeah I, I, I moved to Austin for a year and a half, and then I moved back to an undisclosed Midwestern city. Hmm. Yeah. That's an unusual name for a city. It's long. It's it's really annoying to write down in envelopes. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also very confusing. Some people think it's it's not a real place, or it, it might be somewhere else. That's where clones else. come from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
what else about this movie, guys? So, what... Like, we've only talked about the ending. And I think that pretty much... Oh. And I think that says... Well, I mean, we've talked about some other plot points. Like, But this movie... And, and I had the same... This is the only complaint I had about this movie. Is it like, before the ending happens, it's it's like a straight hour of fight scene. I know and that's a complaint? I know it's not actually that long. Well, I, I, I've, to me, I felt like no movie could have deserved this ending. Like, the, the ending of this movie is so incredible that, like, there's no movie you could put in front of it that makes it, to me worthy of this ending so, that was the, so you think so your criticism is the ending's too good the ending of this movie is too good for the movie we got <laughs> i just well, i just couldn't disagree more i disagree <laughs> i disagree i, I mean think... that, that's not a, even a criticism that's like saying that like this is a great movie yeah. with a better ending yeah. <laughs> i like how i mean i feel like it, it they it the ending is it doesn't feel like it's like out of place like it feels like it, it works very well with the movie and it but it just kind of sneaks up on you it's just like Maybe I'm just over giant battle scenes at this point. Well, I, I generally like I'm often bored by giant battle scenes, but I wasn't bored by this one. I don't. I feel like probably because all each character was so rep- represented, represented, represented well throughout the movie that like I I got I understood the stakes, and then the actual action itself was inventive and amazing most of the time. Well, maybe the stuff on Wakanda was kind of standard. The stuff on Wakanda uh, was just a straight ripoff of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I suppose, yeah. I actually, this is the first time that I thought that I considered that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like it's a Although much it's, better it's ripoff. Better. Yeah, it's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's a thousand percent yeah. better. But like straight up yeah. with them with the shields and everything, I was sitting there like, I've seen this before. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, actually. So yeah, I, I guess I would say that's one of the weakest parts of the movie. But it's not. It's not bad. No, there's it's no like... weak parts of this movie. Like, d- d- <laughs> don't get me wrong, y'all and fellow listeners. It's like I'm not complaining about the movie. <laughs> I, I would say right. that that is like a lot of crazy action where it's like kind of like stuff you've seen before, I guess. But uh, but I, I love the way it interplayed some of the old guard versus the new guard. Like when they had uh, uh, Captain America and T'Challa running out like way ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And you get kind of a reminder of, you know, of uh, the powers that, of course, Captain America has, but also that like. I don't know. I, th- I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was like a, a neat little moment. Well, and yeah. that um, that particular really... battle was really well shot because especially it didn't because there weren't really a whole lot of close-ups. It wasn't about the individual fights between the Avengers and the like wh- whoever they're fighting. It's about the actual battle itself, and it was cool to just like see the purple flashes of T'Challa's suit every now and then, just mm-hmm. kind of in the background. Yeah, and it was it was also kind of cool the whole. The whole thing where they they're just launching those those whatever those monsters are uh, right at the force field to get through like their method of getting through is to just die to just like launch themselves at it until they slowly break through the yeah, force field. That was some very like zombie movie like I Am Legend World War Z type <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like very hive mind type thing. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it. We also didn't really mention like another really disturbing moment in the movie. Well, we did mention it, but we didn't. We haven't really talked much about Vision's whole plot and uh, Vision and um, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how like they spend all this time trying to kill, uh, destroy his stone in his forehead, and then they do, and so he dies, and then Thanos shows up. The beginning of the the whole dread of the end of the movie. It turns back time, picks him up, kills him again. He dies twice. 
uh, it's so devastating. It's so like, and there's a there's a certain satisfaction to like you watch the movie Doctor Strange and you're like, well, that's how they're gonna beat Thanos. It's just that easy. Yeah. You can do that to anybody always. You can just lock them in a loop until they. Let I'm you really go. glad mm. they didn't do that. Yeah. Right, and so they were like, well, we're not gonna get away from not doing the turn back time thing. Yeah. how else can we do it? Yeah, and they did it in a way that made you feel terrible. <laughs> so y'all think Vision's like dead? Like big dead, like Loki dead. I think he is, and I think yeah. I think they intentionally made him like dying at the beginning of the movie because he was too powerful. Otherwise, uh, oh yeah, like the the Mind Stone would have been a too valuable and too valuable an asset against uh, Thanos. Yeah, uh, because like in my mind, he could have destroyed anybody for any reason just because. Mm-hmm. So they made him dying and also in love, so so that so that he, they would they want want to keep him alive. Yeah, I mean, those are the two things that destroy a man more than anything else. (laughs) Mind stones and love? Dying? (laughs) And love. Dying and love. (laughs) Yeah, dying does a pretty good job of destroying people, generally. Generally, yeah. Yeah. That that whole plot was also well done, the whole love story plot. Uh, I didn't, I guess I don't think about that plot as much as the rest of the movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost kind of forgot about that whole thing a little bit. <laughs> like, there's a lot to unpack and a lot to take in with this movie, and I think that was probably the, the weak point, if there is a weak point of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I don't know that it's a weak point. I think it, what, one thing I did really, really well was, I didn't much care for the Vision and Scarlet Witch story coming into it, mm-hmm. and I think they did a really good job of having that expositional scene of them in Scotland or whatever, yeah. Glasgow. No, it was and Edinburgh. Like, it was Edinburgh, Scotland. That was where my honeymoon was, actually. Oh, yeah. So that hit home a and little bit. That, that, that yeah, that's why I liked it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, now is that an undisclosed city in the Midwest or <laughs> Edinburgh, Scotland? That's where I live. <laughs> yeah. He insisted on recording in Central Time, even though it's it's <laughs> right. six a.m. right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought they did a really good job of like doing the exposition and being like, these two are in love, and we're going to accept that moving forward. Mm-hmm. And you can see that happening, and they both are products of... Uh, she was created from the Tesseract, is that correct? Uh, or from the... I, I, um, no, I think she was from the Mind Stone, actually. Like, the Mind Stone, yeah, that's yeah. right. She, she was a product of the Mind Stone because she was made from Lo- Loki's scepter. Yeah, yeah, from the scepter. Which, which doesn't work on... Tony Stark, if you remember Avengers 1. That's, that might be an important detail. I don't know. Wait, what What? What doesn't work on Tony The Mind Stone. The Mind Stone doesn't work on Tony Stark. Why, why is that? Because he, well, in Avengers 1, he didn't, like, it, you remember Loki taps him with the scepter to, like, get him to Clint Barton? Oh, yeah. And it uh, didn't work. But why doesn't it work? Did we that? I, I don't know, because the arc reactor prevents it. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he didn't have a heart. Yeah. Right. He had a heart, but there was shrapnel that might right. go near it. So as a result, he flew a nuke into a wormhole. Yes. And he's still upset about it. Yeah. I, I mean, what would you do, Ethan, if you watched the Chitari die? Yeah. I mean, it looks like the Chitari were... We got a little bit of backstory on them. Yeah, they're like Thanos's like, army of choice. Yeah. Like, well, they, they look like they came from Titan. Mm-hmm. Because did when you they sh- notice when Titan? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, gonna no, say please. like when when they showed Titan at its its peak when it was prospering, uh, there was all the big like crazy whale things floating floating around. No, that was on uh, Gamora's. Planet. Was that on yeah. Gamora's planet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I missed I missed that. I mixed that one up. <laughs> there are a lot. There, yeah, no, there's they... a lot to unpack with this movie. That's right. Okay, so That's those, right. those come from again. wherever Gamora's from, yeah. which I guess is probably is no, where the Chitauri come from. I thought he brought them to Gamora's world. Uh, I, I went to the bathroom, like, right as Thanos was murdering all of 
Gamora's people, basically. Don't look, little one. Yeah, and I heard the the murdering of people. <laughs> why? Why Gamora though? Like, it, how did he pick her? Because she fought off one of the Chitari. Was that it? I think so. So what what happened? What did I miss when I went to the bathroom? Yeah, I missed that too. <laughs> I mean, they, they, um, he hands her like a perfectly balanced knife, and he talks about how balance is so important in the universe, and that's reflected through like his scars are matching on each side on his face, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. He's very symmetrical, except for the fact that he has one glove uh, uh, because uh, he wants to knock out half of everything. Wow, and he believes in symmetry and balance. So that was very important to Thanos' character. That part that I missed. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he doesn't say all that. That's just me. Oh. Explaining oh, that. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but he's he just he hands her like a perfectly balanced. I think knife. that happened. I think I saw that. Right, that was right. Also, right before I left. And then uh, I think right after that, you get a scene of Gamora with Quill on Quill's ship, and uh, that's when she says to him, "If it comes to this, like if he gets me, swear to me that you'll kill me on your mother's life." Uh, Which is, you know, like the, the only thing you can say to Quill to get him to do it. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I figured that that's what happened because later, like he said, she she says, "You promised" or something. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's probably what I missed. Probably promised to kill her or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because cause she knows where uh, the thing is. I think one of the moments, one of the plot points that I was like, really? Is that, like, Nebula has a recording of Gamora saying, oh. I know where the Soul Stone is. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. But. I, 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 I was wondering what that was from. Like, if that was actually from a previous movie, but I don't, I don't think so. It's not. No. It's just, you so. can chalk yeah. it up to one of the many ways that Nebula sucks. <laughs> oh, I actually like Nebula more in this one. I'm still not sold. Nice pop tart yeah. looking oh, I'm not person. <laughs> yeah, a what? She looks like one of those pop tarts from the late '90s that's purple with the blue swirl. <laughs> all right, all right. I can see that. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of. And then I went and bought some of those pop tarts, and they were disappointing, and they did not taste <laughs> the same as they did in 1999. So why do you hate Nebula, Nebula so much? I just I don't know. I never liked her character in the first one. I, I liked her even less in the second one because she was just, she's just mean all the time. She's angry, and I get that she's like vengeful or whatever. But I never felt like in until this movie they kind of gave her some credence. But until this movie, I felt like they never gave her. I don't know, enough of a reason to be as angry as she is, or, or any explanation as to why yes. Thanos was the way he is. It sounds to me like you have a accurate assessment of her. It just really bothers you the way she is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think that you know, she does, like, I think they retconned her a little bit, or were like, oh, crap, we didn't really explain why this character is the way they are in Guardians Volume 1, and they gave her a lot of stock in Guardians Volume 2, mm-hmm. but then Guardians Volume 2 just totally sucked. <laughs> whoa, whoa, right? whoa, I liked Guardians 2. Did you really? Okay, yeah. that's fine. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I liked one better, but I would not say it totally sucked. I, I don't think so. I disagree. Disagree. Sorry, guys. That's okay. It's got some good scenes. The, the music is better in it Volume is. 2. Yeah. And, There's uh, no cherry bomb. The scene... I will say, I will say, I um, I showed, I watched it in the theater, and then I watched it with my wife at home, and she stopped it. We stopped it before finishing because she didn't wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> so I understand that most people do not, or it, a lot of people don't like this movie. I can, I, mean, I, I, can, I, I can run Guardians down, Guardians Two down for you real quick. Uh, Drax mm-hmm. was wrong in the entire movie, and he was like not up to the par of, of the original character at all. He like makes jokes now. Uh, Peter just screamed the whole time and didn't really do anything else. And uh, just Ego was a bad villain. Ego was a great villain. It, it just, was just it was me, not well executed was, to me. Well, to me, the problem was that it couldn't take itself seriously at the times that it needed to take itself. It seriously. was too many jokes. Right. Yeah. And I I didn't I didn't find Drax's character out of character 
to me. I, I really? felt like he was always kind of that way. That was the, but, that was kind of the main issue I had with it. Is like a lot of them are so different from where they were in the first movie. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I yeah, it felt like there was a, a missing link. Guardians yeah, movie between that, those. that's the thing is, and it had some great moments. Um, like when Groot brings back everything, including the desk instead of the fin. Like that was hilarious. Um, it had some great yeah. moments. It, it had some strong points. It's not by any means like a like a bad movie necessarily. Like I would still rather watch it yeah. than like most things. <laughs> Yeah. Just compared to the well, rest I of Well, I will them. say that the second time I watched it, when I sat down with my wife, I felt a little bored. Like, the first time I was completely into it, but for some reason, it just felt a little boring. Like, it was kind of kind of plotting at times. Like, especially, like, the, the the scenes where a lot of people are dying. Like, when, um, what's the what's the raccoon's name? <laughs> Rocket. Rocket. Uh, Rocket. Where he's, like, killing everyone in the woods. The, fir- the, the yeah, first time, like... the first time I saw it, I was, like, enthralled. The second time, I'm like, this kind of goes on for a while. Like, it's like, get over it, you know? Yeah. That being said, I did like the scene where Yandu get, does get the fin back and uh, just starts murdering everybody on oh, the ship. Oh, Yandu was yeah. the best thing about that movie. That was awesome, but also long. Also, like if if you're not into the movie, you, I could see how you'd be bored by that. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> but that was cool. Um, but yeah, w- wait, what did you say your favorite uh, uh, Marvel movie was? Uh, mine is is Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, same. That's a, in, that's uh, the top five. Can you say name the top five again? Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, our top five were. Th- Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Civil War. Yeah, and then I, I think I I'm, I might be with you on the first three. I, I I would say well now I would say Infinity War is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that. Uh, this this is like I'm not kidding when I say I love this as much as Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I I completely agree. I love it. Like yeah, <laughs> I uh yeah I are I think. In my movie pot movie podcast that I do with Jake, we we totally I don't know how you guys feel about the Last Jedi, but we totally loved it, and we like spent the whole episode like gushing over it. And I this is I like this better. This, the Last Jedi this, is number six on our list right now of uh, movies of all movies, yeah, of all movies, yeah, yeah. of all of all like, well, the movies we reviewed. Oh, okay. Uh, Which d- do you want to run down our top? Yes, let's hear. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, Star Wars. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars Episode four, New Hope. Star Wars Episode six, and last um, Return of the Jedi. Monty Python mm-hmm. and the Holy Grail. Uh, Back to the Future. Star Wars Episode eight, The Last Jedi. Thor Ragnarok. Black Panther. Iron Man. Spider Man Homecoming. Captain America: Civil whoa, War. Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. Wait, what was five? Five. I, I'm looking at a messed up list right now. Five <laughs> was Back to the Future. And four was the last. Uh, four was um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ah, okay. I would. I like Life of Brian better than Holy Grail personally. We have. Actually. not reviewed life of brian we, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we, um but I, I and i also like um last jedi better than uh return of jedi personally i did as well but i was outvoted <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and that that was one that uh like i think after we finish this discussion we'll probably put infinity war either at number one or number two yeah um i think i think we can probably put it at number one um I, I, but I, yeah man i i love star wars and i think i would i might do the same like that's 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 almost sacrilegious for me <laughs> but like uh, believe me <laughs> i feel you <laughs> I, I might need to give it a little more time and let it sink in a little more to see how i really feel it's, about it but yeah, like, for me it's a coin flip between that and empire yeah but yeah so so that was kind of the situation was we did last jedi um was right at the early days of the pod and i was actually on my honeymoon during the episode that reviewed that so that was the only episode one of us was not on uh um so we will revisit last <laughs> jedi 
yeah. on a on a Sunday, like a short episode here in two weeks because we're we're in the middle yeah. of finishing Star so Wars. So n- our right next now. episode yeah. is the Force Awakens. Ah, I like that. That's great too. I would I wouldn't put it above. Oh well, who I have to think about it. That's a tough <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really tight. It's really tightly. Yeah. It's it's tighter, better constructed movie than the Last Jedi, but doesn't doesn't yeah. have the highest highs that the Last Jedi has. Um. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what what I'm getting at is we're working with a lot of great movies on this list. Yeah. Like, yeah so yeah. far, pretty much all we've reviewed is the entire Marvel series, uh, Back to the Future, uh, Monty Python, most of the Star Wars movies, and Ready Player One. All right, I haven't seen Ready Player One. What do you think? Uh, where did we put it? We put it between Captain America: The First Avenger and Back to the Future Part Three, so it's kind of like so it's all right. <laughs> si- it's like seventeen on the list out of not, yeah. So it's I mean it's yeah, right in the seventeen middle. out of yeah. thirty one um, right now. It's an above average. What's romp. At the bottom? Uh, Phantom Menace. Ooh, good call. Yeah, good call. Phantom Menace. If I could put it at like eighty, I would, but we haven't reviewed eighty movies <laughs> yet. Well, you need to review 80 to j- just bring that down. And then the next is The Incredible Hulk. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Have you seen the other Hulk movie? Hulk? I have, but we did not review it, so it's not on the list. That's even worse. Yeah, it's, even worse. It's, it's pro- that's probably honestly worse than Phantom Menace. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I That's a, one of the very few movies that I, well, I would have walked out of it, but I went with a friend and we sat in separate seats like we weren't next to each other. So we both would have walked Ooh. out of that movie. <laughs> It was so bad. I remember I saw that movie. It was 2002, correct? Yeah, I think so. Three, I Some, think. Yeah. I was I was nine or ten years old when that movie came out, and I begged my mom outside the theater for us to see it. Yeah. Instead of whatever else we went to the theater to see, and she was like, "Okay, fine, we'll go see the superhero movie." And I remember crying in the car afterwards, being like, "That was the worst movie I've ever seen." <laughs> and I'm nine years old. <laughs> yeah. It was 2003. <laughs> you were ten. Yeah, that movie doesn't even whatever. work for little kids. No. No. Right. It was, oh my no. gosh. It was really, really bad. I would like, for years after that, anytime I'd see a movie that I didn't like, I would be like, it was bad. It wasn't as bad as Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, bad. Hulk is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen some th- pretty terrible movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Uh, and I, th- oh man, it's way down there. I would, way down I would rather there. watch Hulk than like The Human Centipede. I didn't see The Human Centipede because I know I probably, yeah, I probably I, wouldn't I like it. I, it was like a but, thing we did on my freshman hall when I was in college. <laughs> um... Sorry to derail this conversation. Oh no, we, but, th- our uh, viewers lo- or listeners love it when we get off topic. All right, good. Yeah, that's they're totally cool I with tend, that. That's what I tend to do. Yeah, so they're totally cool <laughs> with that. And we I, we've we talked about the movie for like more than we usually talk about the movie. Oh really? Yeah, usually we get to the, about the hour ten mark, and uh, I feel like there's probably it just there's like, probably more to say. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, and and that's the thing <laughs> is like this is. I know we're called Bacon and Eggs a movie review podcast, but like we're by no means professional movie reviewers. Like that's not our, our job. Like we're not good at it at reviewing movies. We just kind of <laughs> talk about movies, why we love them, what's great about them, what's not great about them, why we don't love them, and like it's it's a podcast for people that love movies. Yeah, I feel like that's the way it should be. I feel like most movie critics have this. There's this like air. There's this idea that they're better at reviewing movies yeah. than than everyone. I mean, and some you know. There are a lot of people that aren't good well, because if, they don't watch they don't watch very many movies. If you look at the but, TV and film yeah. list on iTunes podcasts, it's just a lot of people being mean to movies. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. There's even one that's very successful called "We Hate Movies." <laughs> well, legitimately, that's on. We hate movies. Well, that's, well I mean, you, like Cinema Sins is like one of the biggest movie yeah. YouTube channels. Yeah, you know, and Cinema Sins is problematic. That's a whole different story. Someone should do a Cinema Sins of Cinema Sins. I think they ha- did. You not do that? I did not. Oh, I think somebody has. Well, done it seems that. like I think they did that. <laughs> Yeah, well, then no one else can. Sure. Yeah, they, they cover their tracks on that one. 
so we got a, we got a few things to do. We got to rank it amongst all the Marvel movies. We have to rank it amongst mm-hmm. all the movies we've reviewed. We have to rank mm-hmm. the villain, and we have to give it a, a breakfast food. So let's start with the villain. How do you rank the villain? We don't like really. Number? We just talk about. We, it, okay. So we have question. a yeah. we have a scale. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. A villain scale, and it's from at the bottom. The worst villain of all time is uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face in Batman Forever, <laughs> because he just keeps flipping yeah. the coin until he gets what he wants. Yeah. And then on the other end of that scale is Heath Ledger at, as the Joker. Oh yeah, two Batman villains. All right. Well, we figured when, is... when we were originally doing Marvel, we're like we can't rank Marvel villains as like the best and worst, so we got to pick something else. So we picked Batman villains. That makes a lot of sense, um, and I was, you know, I was on board to, to say Thanos was like one of the best, if not the best. But now that I now now that you mentioned Heath Ledger as the Joker, yeah, that's okay. Let's do this. Right, it's it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. I think uh, coming into it, it's easy to want to say Heath Ledger's Joker is better. Yeah. And in terms of, like, I think the movie critic and all of us would say that. Like, you know, the, the avant-garde person would be like, objectively, yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I would feel comfortable saying that Thanos well, is a better because villain. you just feel for Thanos, man. Like, when he... I mean, I don't. He killed Heimdall and he killed Loki. No, right but when you talk, when you ta- start talking about like, I killed the <laughs> thing, I had to kill the thing I love to save the universe. Like, that's not something a yeah. villain usually does. It's like even even the Joker is just evil for evil's sake. Also, the way that Thanos is portrayed in this movie, he, like I said before, he is the main character of this movie, and I. I think it's pretty rare to have a movie where the villain is the just absolute main character of a movie. Uh, in I, Heath Ledger's Joker isn't the main character of The Dark Knight. Right. I think Bane is the main character of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I guess I could like see that. that. Not, I guess I could see that. Not super about Batman. But Bane isn't as good as, as either of these guys. No. No, he's but not. But Thanos, you, for, they, they almost convince you that it's a good idea to destroy half that's, of the That's universe. what I'm saying. That's why I think mm-hmm. Thanos can take that top spot if we want to give it to him. I think, well, here's what I think. is I, At no point was I like, yeah, that might not actually be a bad idea. But they convinced me that, like, people could be sympathetic to this idea. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I wasn't on board with, with right, the Right, we're not actually <laughs> but, just going to yeah, kill half the galaxy just to, you know, or half the yeah. universe. Half of the, all, all the planes of existence as per Asgard. Yeah. But right. I, I felt like he, he did a good job of convincing me that he thought he was the good guy. Yeah, yeah, he believes what he's doing. He's not just being bad. He's not like he's not just evil. He's just he, he actually believes he's good. And he doesn't yeah. even particularly care about the the heroes that are trying to stop him. Like Yeah. It's of no priority to kill them. Yeah, and he actually has sympathy just, for some of them. Like he, right. he, like he hopes people remember Iron Man, for instance. Right. Uh, and I just really like, I really, I just really like that idea. His conflict. I also really like Heath Ledger's Joker, but uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. I think I might put Thanos above him. I think Thanos was more effective in the movie because. I mean, well, he but yeah, but Dark Knight Rises or not, not Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight even had like another villain. Yeah. In Two Face. Yeah. In a better Two Face. A really good Two Face, man. Aaron Eckert. You want to talk yeah. about an actor? Yeah. Much better Two Face. So I, I'd say we can. I mean, is is Thanos better than Darth Vader? Is he is he better than who? Who are some other like quintessential villains? Like I think he is. Vader I think he is better than Vader. I think Vader. Palpatine succeeds. Palpatine does uh, succeed in the prequels. In the prequels, I don't count the prequels. No, but he does succeed. He succeeds yeah, in yeah, overthrowing but... the entire. Galactic Republic. But he doesn't destroy half of the universe. No. And he and when you see those movies and you see that he succeeds, you already know that he fails later. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, and yeah. and 
And Palpatine is motivated by the dark side, which is literally like, I'm motivated by evil, evil which compounds right. itself. Yeah, like, yeah, which is less interesting, I think. Right. Than Thanos, who is motivated by the loss of his yeah. people to I mean, you can't, you can't yeah. leave this conversation without saying that Thanos is one of the, if not the greatest screen villain of all time. I mean, it, one of, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't even need to come down with a hard answer on this. It's just, this one's mostly an exercise. Yeah. I mean, I, right now, I, I need, I, I'm, the movie's still fresh in my mind. I need some time, but right now he's my favorite movie villain. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Wow. We're all in agreement. And just hats off to Josh Brolin, who who, who kills it in every single role he is put into, but... Jesus Christ, man! This was a good one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he can and like they made it. They could have gone funny with it. He's never. He's never funny, really. He never makes any jokes. Uh, he's just on a mission, man. Yeah. He's on a mission from God. You know what and I'm saying? And so they make a villain God. who's actually serious and convicted in what he's saying, and he's not. He's not just like hamming it up for right. The he's not mischievous. He's not Loki. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and the Joker's funny. He's also but, not just evil for evil's sake. Yeah. But yet he's not boring either no. on screen. Like you watch him, and you're yeah, it you're a, in. It was yeah. a performance from Josh Brolin. Yeah. I mean, I, I I believed it. I bought into it. Okay, so is this the best Marvel movie ever made? Done. Yes. Yep. Cool. <laughs> is it better than Empire Strikes Back? Oh. I'm gonna, right now, I'm gonna I'll say yes. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from answering. That's fine. I mean, it's a it's a toss up. They're both great movies. They're yeah. both gonna go down in the history books as yeah. being great movies. Um, yeah. It it's it's a tough one, but we like hard stances here on bacon and eggs. Hard, sometimes unpopular oh, you know, stances. Yeah. So I'm cool with saying hmm. yes. Well, I think I need more time to think about it. That's fine. For that, yeah. That's fine. And if you get a, if you get a wild hair later on down the road, just you know, <laughs> I'll, add I'll, us I'll or give us a ring or something. Like, yeah, just. Yeah, you just make a whole video about how you feel about it. <laughs> I will, and just to you guys, directly how to dare us. you guys make me pick this? <laughs> how dare you make me choose? Perfect. Well, there we go. There's, Between my babies, there's our rankings. Yeah. What is a breakfast food for this movie? A breakfast food. Yeah. Rarely. By the way, Weezy, is the coffee ready? Uh, the coffee done. Uh, it is not done because it's um uh, 9:30 p.m. and I need to sleep. So. Did I mess up your joke? Is that what I did? <laughs> it's okay. You, you were one word off. It's okay. I, I was very close. Yeah. I'm super embarrassed now. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, the, this movie, I think, would be uh, the perfect omelet. Do you think so it's... So, tell, tell me why. Flesh that out a little bit more, yeah. Well, with an omelet, you can put, like, multiple things in. It can be whatever you want. Uh, and that's... I mean, this movie is just characters from all over the universe and so i guess this omelet would be the best you know it'd be it'd be all the good things in one omelet like the, like bacon and uh what what like, you could even put like bits of pancake in it i don't, I don't know if that would taste good <laughs> well this is yeah. so I, I i like where you're headed with the omelet idea that it's got everything you want in it and it's fully loaded yeah um, I was actually thinking more of a breakfast burrito. Yeah, similar. Similar, yes. Um, now, just to give you context, Empire Strikes Back is bacon and eggs. Okay. Yeah, we just we, um, we figured that was the quintessential the movie. It's like when, yeah. we, when we started making the podcast, we knew we were going to do Marvel, and we knew we were eventually going to do Star Wars, and we even had the conversation like, is anything better than Empire? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but now... Here we are. And now you're saying that this, this could be the new bacon and eggs, then. And Empire sat atop that throne for exactly two weeks which is hilarious right um 
Dude, we did not think this was going to happen this fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I went through my, my whole life uh, with Empire on the throne. So, but now. Um, it's amazing how many I don't guests know that we have the new that say that. Yeah. Like, just in general, <laughs> the guests that we've had have been a group of people that seem to think Empire Strikes Back is actually the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Well, I, I actually don't necessarily think it is the greatest movie ever made, but I do think it's it's the best Star Wars movie, and right. it is um, the, the best, you know, of this kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, among its peers. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. The, the pinnacle of nerd cinema. Yeah, yeah. You mean you wouldn't give that to, uh, like, 2009 Star Trek? No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would rank Chris Pine as fifth Chris. Pine who? <laughs> really? Uh, how, Chris. Where are you getting Hem, a fourth Hem, Chris? I'm so, Maybe fourth Chris. I don't know. But it's definitely Hemsworth, Pratt, Evans, yeah, Pine. Yeah, you said fifth. I was I was thinking there was another Chris in there that I was missing. Maybe there is another one. There, I mean, there's yeah, plenty of people named be. Chris in the world <laughs> that true, are probably more attractive than Chris Pine. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's more attractive. I would. I'm just telling you the way of the world. He is fourth. Chris. Oh yes. Yeah. Are we saying? Are we saying that Infinity War is the new bacon and egg? Is that what we're saying? Actually, I like bacon, I that. like the breakfast burrito idea. I love the omelet idea too because both of them have the same uh, kind of consistency in that it's like bacon and eggs wrapped in something. That's true. It is. Bacon and eggs omelet or bacon and eggs and pancakes. What if it's like one of those like waffle tacos what if we combine... from, from Taco Bell that's just bacon and eggs inside a curled up waffle? <laughs> well, what if it was bacon and eggs crepes? <laughs> that's too, I don't know, that's too out that's there. That's too French. It's too French. It is a little French. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is a tough one. It's not like we can keep track of this either. We have no idea. I think we've declared both of the Avengers movies so far to be omelets, I think. Or like a breakfast yeah. scramble. Something like that. Oh, yeah. So ba- so this could be a bacon and egg skillet. Ooh. Ooh. I do I like love a breakfast idea. skillet. Yes. Yes. Because it's like, it's like bacon and eggs. That's my go-to. It's like bacon and eggs with yeah. some cast iron grit to it. And some other stuff. Yeah. Probably. Ooh, good yeah. call, Craig. Like grits. Good call. Yeah. Bacon and eggs, the skillet. Yeah. What kind of coffee is served with it? Uh, uh, called Ruta Maya. That it was my favorite coffee in Austin. So oh. one of my favorite coffees. French press. So of course. Yeah. Tyler, didn't Ruta you? Maya French press. Didn't you put press. honey in French press coffee earlier today? Well, it was the last cup of the French press, and I uh, I was already done with what I wanted to drink for coffee. Um, so I tried a little bit of honey in my coffee to see if it was good because I saw the lady put it out at the like spot where it's you probably pretty good. Your fixins. It, I mean, it really didn't taste any different. It was a little sweeter on the back you end. You needed to put more honey um, in, probably. That might be the it's, case, but I felt like I put a healthy amount. It's probably just like what? putting sugar. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really think honey tastes like anything. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I there's a reason people use sugar instead of honey. I can tell you that. Yeah, it probably doesn't spread. Honey is great in tea. Honey is great in tea. That's true. So... So that sounds suspicious. Bacon and like, eggs, yeah, skillet. Like an answer, um, Craig. What's next for for Wheezy Waiter? What's where where do we go from here? Oh, we're talking about me. We're now. talking about you for a minute. We've you've managed to, to stealthily avoid talking about you almost through the entire podcast, which is you see that's why I'm not that successful. I'm not full of myself enough. Um, I uh, well, right now there's a big story. There's a big epic saga happening. I saw on that. my channel. Yeah. The, the cookie saga. Yeah. And it's, it involves a clone of mine from the future. Well, he claims to be me from the future, comes back, and uh, he's trying to improve my life so that life is better in the future and won't allow me to eat the cookies on top of the fridge until I do. Uh, Turns out he's not who he says he is. And things are um, progressing from there, and it's going to end. I will say Infinity War inspired me to as to where to the change, story is going. To change the ending? To, to plan out your ending differently? Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't actually know what the ending oh, there you was going to be. Fair enough. To plan out your ending kinda, entirely. Yeah, uh, and it's gonna go dark, folks. It's gonna go dark. Are you saying? Are you say. saying you're gonna die here shortly? Well, I don't. 
I don't, there are a lot of versions of me, so don't worry if I do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> as long as you say that, I'll feel a little bit better. <laughs> I like it. Accomplished YouTuber. <laughs> Dead it. However old you are. 22. 26. 22. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 13. Yeah. Right. Legal age to upload videos on YouTube. <laughs> Is that really it? Yeah. Well, I, it used to be you had to, you couldn't have an account unless you were thirteen. I have no idea. I haven't. I don't think Google has ever I stopped. I think. Yeah, account. I don't think it was a problem because I think YouTube came out when I was thirteen. Ah, okay. It did. Yeah, two thousand six. Well, right. That was the that was the go date. Yeah, might have been two thousand five. Actually. I don't know. I heard about it in 2006, and my friends used to watch Naruto videos on it. That was yeah. all they used Naruto? it for. Naruto? I don't even know what that is. It's an anime cartoon. Ah, uh, yes. And I don't know much anime. I don't either, like but I remember that. Oh, no. I remember that I. being the first time I ever heard of YouTube, and they were like, hey, we're going to watch this on YouTube. And I was like, what's a YouTube? <laughs> what? The, you mean e Yeah, I was world, like, this, right? isn't, you know, this isn't Newgrounds.com. How dare you? You know, there was a time when people said the word video, and it meant something else. It didn't... St- you refer to a video that does that doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't have made any sense before the yeah, internet. Yeah, no. It would have been like it would have been just like a movie or like a videotape or something. But like a video yeah, gonna, can mean I'm like I'm gonna a, make a video. Like what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, that now that means you know a segment of motion cap motion images on the internet yeah. that or or somewhere where there's a you know. Just video happening. And now, for a literally, while. anybody can do it. You can buy a 1080p mm. webcam at Best Buy yep. for like $75. Yeah, and it has ruined my career. <laughs> I mean, your videos still look great. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Like, Actually, my latest few, I've been shooting in RAW, if you know what that means. Like, uh, like yeah. big files? Yeah, like uh, taking a, a DSLR camera, hacking into it, and so it doesn't com- compress the footage at all. So it's just like, it comes out really big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it you can color correct it better. There's a lot more dynamic range. I was just messing around with that. I don't think I'm going to keep doing that though because that is it sounds like a great com- way to eat space and to take yeah, up well, more time. Time mainly. Like I I end up deleting all the extra footage anyway. But but like uh, the time to convert and to transfer and all that takes forever. But but it does look really good. <laughs> yeah, the the videos do look excellent, which is which is good. Yeah, they, they always do. Oh, well, stop it gentle but keep talking how's, your flattery will get how's you your carpet does it still sing <laughs> uh actually no the latest video oh i did I, yeah i did see that one with the cookies and it doesn't sing anymore yeah well i need i need new i need to update the wheels on my chair but maybe i won't be able to do anything or i won't need to do anything coming up depending on how this all ends depending on how dead you are <laughs> yes this is a wild series it's wild I, and, but I'm, this saga is gonna end soon and then i'm gonna probably go back well some version of me, anyway, will go back to uh, sort of a standard, maybe like week daily or every other day, kind of a little more old school Wheezy style. So like, there won't be a big ep- epic story happening so, in a little while. So when it's just two minute videos every day of, uh, that are named after breakfast foods, something like that. Yes, probably not breakfast foods. I think I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> so I think you, but, uh, you might have overused that. Not overused, but use that one up. <laughs> yeah, I might have. I mean, I might bring it back once in a while, but like, yeah, yeah, probably go back to like more. Probably be more prolific here coming up. I'm I'm just trying to figure out how to balance yeah, having I mean, a you baby. You have had and a doing child in the past. <laughs> yeah. It looks like few months. So yes, yes. It's been, well, it's been five months, five months, but yeah, figuring it out. We just moved and yeah, just kind of figuring out what I want, want to do and how I want the schedule to work. 
but I think it will be more prolific prolific pretty soon. Fair enough. We're looking forward to that. Well, well thanks. Subscribe. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Where did it... How can people find you on social media? Well, I am uh, Wheezy Waiter on Twitter. I am Wheezy Waiter on YouTube. I am Wheezy Waiter on Facebook. I am Wheezy Waiter on Instagram. Um, yeah, perks of, also, perks of having been around for forever par- is that <laughs> yeah. you got all the, you got all the handles. Yeah, I... Uh, I, but I'm uh, I'm also do a podcast with my friend Jake called Movied. We talk about movies, um, similar to this podcast, um, and a channel called good. an educational channel called The Good Stuff. What is the good and stuff? Oh yeah, that is. I have less to do with it these days, but friends of mine and I do videos about kind of just things we find interesting. But it's more kind of has more of a educational uh, bent to it. It's like uh, we've done video. We went to the biosphere. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We we went there. We interviewed them. Figured out what they're doing. We went That's to Area cool. Fifty One. So like, uh, so like yeah. smarter every day type stuff. Kind of like that. Yeah, we go on location yeah. and stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's less. It's it's more. It's more like. Uh, it's not really based on our personalities as much as Smarter Every Day, but it's uh, yeah, kind of like that. Uh, cool. Well, it's good to know that you have parallel social media and you've done a whole bunch of channels and you've got an excellent podcast that um, I'm sure you will steal our patrons from or two. Or well, hey. D- Get this keep supporting these guys, all right? Bacon and eggs, they're good. <laughs> how, how is that for? Uh, I mean, like, like, like literally, like fifteen-year-old me is freaking out right now. I'm just gonna let you know. Fifteen-year-old um, me is freaking out for, now too. Yeah, fifteen-year-old me is actually in the closet. Back oh there. wow, that's really weird. Yeah, well, it's double weird because the door's open. So I don't know what he's doing. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not. To, I'm not trying to say anything about who I was. When I was okay. All right. All right. Okay. Somebody's taking the direction with that. I'm, that's just the age I was yeah. when I anyway. did nothing, literally nothing but watch YouTube videos with my life. In the, I think that's yeah. all 15. in the closet. Yeah. yeah. No, I was in my bedroom. Right. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, well, anyway, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs this week. If you didn't figure it out, we talked about Avengers: Infinity War. Spoiler full and spoiler free. Uh, as always, I am Tyler Carlin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at americarlin. That's America R L I N. Uh, and you can you can find my co-host here, Ethan Edgehill at wow now that's wow now but the o's are zeros um and of course we've had wheezy waiter this week on with us uh wonderfully talented and beautiful uh beauty and grace he's mr united states yeah that's that's what people Uh, call me yeah that's what i've heard that yeah Yeah. mr undisclosed city in the midwest that's right (laughs) wakanda basically Uh, he's got a sash on that's right mr somewhere (laughs) (laughs) um this has been an absolute blast picking a new best movie of all time, according to the Bacon and Eggs bracket. I'm glad to be here thing. for this important moment. I don't think you're going to find a better movie for a while, guys. Yeah, I have no idea what we're going to do after we Star do Wars. The Force Awakens like, next week. So. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what we're going to do after Star Wars. So we'll, we'll figure that one out and see where it lands. We <laughs> might just decide to go through like a run of like the all-time best movies and watch like The Godfather. <laughs> Shawshank yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Thank you again for listening. Next week, we will be talking Star Wars The Force Awakens with guest Sam Jones. Uh, he's an actor out of California that Ethan and I have known for a long time. Uh, and 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 I don't know. Our artwork is by Vaishon Brandon. Um, you can support Bacon and Eggs by going to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Or as of right now, you can buy t-shirts. The links are in the bio or the doobly-doo or whatever is below us. I don't, it's I don't the know what to call it. It's the doobly-doo. The doobly-doo. Is that where it is everywhere? Yes. Well, here at Super Carlin Brothers which is very close to my bloodline uh it's the the towel section i don't i can never keep up 
Just say doobly-doo. Just uh, make it doobly-doo. doobly-doo. Yeah, forever. Okay. I, I mean, I feel like if you're giving us that permission, yep. then I'm going to keep please, doing that forever. Please do. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we now have we now have permission to say doobly-doo. Yes. Right. Although lots of people don't don't know that I'm the one that started it because John Green started saying it. Well, because he originally that talked guy. about being in your pants, in the pants section. Yeah. Back in Brotherhood yeah, 2.0. That that so and so, and he probably had to clean it up a little. Yeah, Brotherhood 2.0 yeah, was I mean, not. His clean. editor probably got a hold of it. <laughs> There's this scene where like Hank just chugs a bottle of strawberry wine. <laughs> oh, don't tell them we're talking about them. I I'm telling them. <laughs> okay. I'm already I'm already emailing them. So get a text message open yeah, right now. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> you remember those Super Carlin brothers? You won't believe the podcast. Yeah. they're brother hosts. <laughs> and they'll both respond. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, we it's really been great. appreciate it. And we really appreciate you guys for listening to us talk about Avengers Infinity War. We hope you love the movie. And if you didn't, tell us why, because you're wrong. <laughs> and until next week, are you Bye. Aven- Avengers Infinity War.